morning. Morning. Is it morning? Uh, it might be afternoon now. It's brunch. It's brunch. That is 11 to 3 p.m. Absolutely. And nothing's <laughs> better. I love brunch. I haven't had a good brunch in years now. Since when we went, when I lived in Plano oh, in yeah. my apartment. You, we'll have to go to Blue Mesa's brunch. They got a good brunch. I could, I could deal with that. It's I like, want to, I want to, I, I want to brunch. I want to brunch outside. Yeah. Oh, I, I want like a patio brunch. A nice patio brunch. Yeah. Mm. A nice spring mm. patio brunch. Yes. I could do that. Mm. I want to go. My only stipulation with brunches is there has to be bottomless mm. mimosas. That's it's not brunch. Otherwise. No, no. Brunch is an excuse. Do you remember how drunk we got on those ones at High Street Antique Mall? I remember having to walk around for a little while. I was drunk. Mm. Making stupid purchases, probably. Oh, uh, well, we had to talk ourselves out of it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We were like, that's probably not a good Because I know myself. Mm-hmm. As soon as I have, I can smell liquor and be like, I should buy a hat. <laughs> <laughs> it's dangerous. That's excellent. <laughs> I bought a hat that day. Maybe that's why that's the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> so last night was strange. I slept over. I had a squeaky in my throat. I hope that didn't come through on the I don't mic. Think, I think it's good. I was sleeping over at Mace's house and You said Mace's house. Yeah. Mesa? Mace's Macy's house. Oh Mace's. Like Mace's. I heard, yeah. I heard Mace's house and I was like, oh, I got brunch on the brain. <laughs> I was sleeping here last night, and um, I woke up in the middle of the night, I guess. All, you know when you have a weird night, and it could be three in the morning, or it could have been five minutes after you fell asleep? Yes. And you don't really mm-hmm. remember until the next day? I was hearing the scariest shit. I know I've already told you this, but I want to tell the, the woobines. It makes me laugh. There's foxes oh, out yeah. here, because we're in the woods, and that's normal. You know, whatever. But they were circling the house. Oh, they're everywhere. We have them all over. And they scream. And in my half-awake state, I was putting together these elaborate stories of what was going on. And sometimes it didn't even sound like a fox. It sound, I mean, it was like... Oh, yeah. You know, like no, one of those. Weird. There's weird... Yeah. It's a fox, but it's It's like a, a chirpy weird... kind of... Yeah. Like weird Got a weird to cadence it. that foxes Yeah, it's don't... creepy. Yeah. They're creepy. Um... And it was just coming from all angles because you, I was out in your living room. Well, it could have been the coyotes too because they've been lighting up a lot lately. Mm. And it woke Something. me up the other, and it was so haunting because mm. they were all around the house. That's what I And heard. they were howling and mm. like these weird like shrieks and they'll do, and then usually the dogs will wake up and Gizzy will howl. She always does. But when the coyotes go off, it's like, mm-hmm. it's spooky. Maybe that's what I was hearing. And maybe I was just dreaming it was foxes. Because mm. it was very high pitched, like a, you know, a fox. Yeah, scream. Um, but there's there's a window in your living room. There's a window on one side, two side, and then like through the kitchen. There's, yeah. So you're surrounded there's a lot of by window. windows. So I know they weren't probably cir- like circling the house in like a formation. Mm-hmm. But I was dreaming they were. <laughs> and I started dreaming about them breaking into the house. I'm picturing, like, the fantastic Mr. Fox That's exactly boxes, what I'm thinking. Which is kind of creepy in a life-size form with oh, yeah. how they look. Oh, yeah. Would like, they walk in like that, like, uh, you know that bad taxidermy Yeah, that's thing? what they look like. Yeah. Is, and it's, that would actually be... Terrible. Honestly, it's really freaking me out. Yeah, like, that no, would be if they unnerving. just walk into your house. Yeah, full size with, like, their weird mouths talking <laughs> the way that they talk. <laughs> Ugh. I, um... 
Oh uh, yeah, and that was the worst fear was not even being bitten or killed. Just having just to like, see one. I just know they're gonna like scream, and that would be the worst. Anyway, oh my God. So that that was my dream. Oh, and then also the dream about the flowers, which cracked me the fuck up. Oh, that. And I picture me saying that to you so smugly. I think maybe you did, and I don't think like. I think it came because we were talking about plants so much. Mm -hmm. and, and we went and walked by. Remember, you talked, you touched the magnolia yesterday. Yeah, that's why said, it was like, in my head. I love this tree. I love the magnolia. And I I think we talked about it in the last podcast. I've been all over foraging Texas mm -hmm. recently mm -hmm. trying to get to know plants. So plants are in the brain. Mm -hmm. And like, you know more about the plants out on your land. Yeah. So when I'm like, hey, what's this? You usually have like an answer. Oh, it's X, Y, Z. So I think that's how this over crossed. Yeah. But in my dream, I was just looking out of her living room window and there was the biggest, biggest lily I have ever seen in my life. It was beautiful. I love lilies. But there were these big honker yellow lilies and you like brought them back from Florida, you know? Oh, and you nice. like brought them back from Florida and you planted them. And I said, I love these lilies. They're the biggest lilies I've ever seen. And like from the next room over, you were like, oh yeah, those magnolias? <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> like corrected me. <laughs> I love it. They clearly weren't my fault. I love it. And I remember the dream. I was just like, oh, yeah, I guess that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Anyway. Beautiful. Uh, that was my night. I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love a good weird dream sesh. Yeah. I feel like, do you, I feel like you dream at my house a lot. Yeah. I feel like I might because I don't necessarily dream a lot, but when I do, they're weird and they're super rememberable. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. Maybe I just sleep deep here. What time did you go to sleep? I don't know. When did you go to bed? How much longer after us did you go to sleep? I don't know why. I just wonder. Because I, I have this theory going, kind of. Oh, God. It's, Is this about to scare me? No. I think it oh, okay. explains things, though. And, you know, well, it's, it's not even really a theory. We talk about it all the time. But, like, energy imprintation. Mm. So I've noticed that anytime I go over to your house mm -hmm. with ease, I stay up till 3 a.m. And we stay up, you know. But I feel like when you come here, even you are in bed usually yeah. by, like, 11 p.m. Yeah. Well, you know what was weird is that when I did decide to go to sleep, because I, I, after you went to bed, I, like, pulled a YouTube up. I think I, like, watched one or two things. It mm -hmm. wasn't that long. But when I did decide I'm going to go to sleep, I feel like I just put my head down and went to sleep. It, and I, that does not happen. I think energy, I think it really does. Like houses get mm -hmm. in the same energetic cycle there. And, you know, I just, I feel like this is a restful house. Like you, the energy is like, no, you need to gonna, rest. Yeah, okay, and when I go to yours, it's like, I'm just, you I have gotta, energy. Stay like, up I'm awake. Watch weird shows. Like, And that's what we do. And I just, I've started to notice that because the past times we've gone over to your place, we, every night, we stay much, up. Yeah. And I'm up late for And you me. shock me with how late that you stay up. It's the only place I can do it. If I try to stay up that late here, I can't make it past 1130. You know, dad kind of does the same thing. He's on your schedule. Mm -hmm. He's We're maybe... pretty similar. Usually we wake up near the same time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he's the only other person that I can think of that I know in real life who's just eyes open. They're like, this is a day. Yeah. I have time. I'm alive. Let's do it. Yeah. And he goes to bed early enough to reflect that. Yeah. But when he comes over, like last time, it was so it was so fun. I had we had a blast last time Dad came over, and we were talking on the back porch, and the subject I don't even remember how it came up, but we started this deep conversation about if you right now how how you are in this moment blinked, and when you opened your eyes, you were back in like the 1400s. What would you do with your knowledge 
of how things work and how to survive, what would you do to either either A, survive, or B, prosper? You've just awakened my outlander fanaticism. <laughs> <laughs> like, you said it, and I was like, here we go. Here we go. See, I, and, that was, and that was sort of my thing. I was like, I think I know enough from... I don't know, certain video, like I play survival video games. I'm mm -hmm. like, I know the order. It's shelter, water, food. I know how to survive, mm -hmm. but how would I prosper? You know, and, and so like we just talked about it for hours. That's a fun conversation. And then it morphed into like, well, are you clothed? Are you clothed how you are now? Or, or do you wake up and you're in the period clothing? Mm -hmm. Or are you completely naked in a field? Do people see you arrive? And then we like morphed it into like, no, you can go, but you have a bag of gold. Mm -hmm. You know, at, at the worth that it's, you, you know, in today's dollars, you have a thousand dollars worth of gold. Yeah. What do you do? And cl and we kind of diverged into these different things of how we would do things. Clark is, uh, his brain just goes to how can I like dominate this time? Like, how can I use my knowledge to create something before it's been created mm -hmm. or, you know, or something like that. And then dad's is more like, I guess it's like, how do I make a name for something? How do I get into and become like the king of it. His whole thing was like publishing. Yeah. Like he'd be like, uh, of course, you know, he'd be like, I'd go into the printing press, you know, things like that. Yeah. And uh, whereas Clark was like, oh no, he's like, I'm going to try to find penicillin, you know, like yeah. first. It's funny as a woman, your real main first goal is be like, how do I really seriously, See, how am I not a witch? That, how do I go back and not be a witch? That is what we talked about. And I noticed several times they would just, say things i would I, land and become the king's right hand man yeah they were know? like well you know that's what clark he was like i would become like you know he's like i'd be like the king's you know wizard or whatever and i'm like okay good for you <laughs> like, yeah you're I'd be like hold on i can't do that and they'd be like wait why you just need to as quick as you could try to become a wife that's what i said i said i would have to you know and that was my answer and unfortunate as it is i was like i'd have to find Somebody, I was like, and that was my answer. I'd find a powerful, a powerful or rich guy. That's to marry. all you could do. That's all you could do. You know, and they were like, and dad was like, oh, that's your avenue. So you're going to go down that avenue. And I was like, I don't, there is no other avenue. What do you want me to do? Like, there are no <laughs> other options other than that well, or see, being burned at the stake. My, my other option, I was like, you know what? What if just survival is my goal? I was like, I could just get a purchase. Of Become like a cunning woman way out in the woods. But then I started thinking of like Mother Shipton. I'm mm -hmm. like, e even then, mm -hmm. if I'm just minding my own shit mm -hmm. out there. There's going to be people coming around. Yeah. You know, so I was just like, you know what? My option is to pretend like I've never heard what an herb is. Yeah. And to marry rich. That's all you could That's do. That's all I'm going to do. That's all you could do. I want to strive for more. So then we updated mm -hmm. the game to like 1900s. Okay. And that was different. Yeah. yeah. That's fun. That's it was, we, fun. I mean, for hours when we talked. That'd be a good thing to play on a road trip. Yeah. Yeah. And, and everybody, we had to do the thing where if somebody's talking, they have the talking they rights. They have the floor. And you can rebut, you know, but... I love that. <laughs> you know how our family is. We got to designate talking time. I feel that that is a wonderful transition. It was... Oh. For etiquette. And that is actually quite perfect. You would need to behold... You would need to behold your etiquette properly. Yes. You saying that, I was like, oh. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm bringing to you this week from Etiquette Up to Date oh. by Mrs. Cornelius Beekman. Mrs. Cornelius Beekman. Beekman. The Manners in Public chapter. I'm actually picking up right where I was. This is right after, pardon my glove. <laughs> yes. This is titled, this little segment, this little chunk, is titled, In Public Conveyances. Thank God. If we are civil people. If. 
We take our place in the line waiting to enter a streetcar or bus or subway okay. or any other public conveyance. Okay. And we stay in our proper place. Hmm. Parentheticals. But I admit at once that this is practically impossible during the rush hours in the subways of large cities when the only way we can even get aboard is to jam along or be jammed along with the others in a mad rush towards the door. Close parenthetical. Stay in your place, unless it's a free-for-all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> unless it's time everyone knows that you don't. <laughs> but even in the subways, we can let outcoming passengers get out before we try to squeeze in. Absolutely. If it is at all possible, we should obey the conductor's plea to step to the center of the car, hmm. clearing the way for the passengers to enter and leave the car. Like how she phrases it, his plea. His plea. He's down please. on his knees, like, please God. Stop shoving. <laughs> As in entering a private car, the woman enters a streetcar or bus first, the man assisting her to enter. In leaving the car, <laughs> the man precedes her, making oh. way for her and assisting her in getting off. Everybody get out of the way! <laughs> If, by happy chance, mm. the man offers his seat to a woman, he lifts, not tips, he <laughs> lifts his hat and says, will you take my seat? <laughs> I feel like today it's like, here you go. Oh, here, please. Will you take my seat? Will you take my seat? And she accepts no. with a courteous and distinct, thank you. Distinct? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> I. The, Thanks, mister. They, I just, what does distinct mean? I love it. Just, just if anytime you thank anyone, you must be, be distinct. distinct. And not conspicuous. Not, see, how does that make sense? Mm. The woman <laughs> who accepts this courtesy and takes the seat without a gesture or word of thanks is a bore. Whoa. She is not a courteous woman. No, 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 no. Low bread. If she is, what is it? If she is a quality woman? If she is a thoughtful, thoughtful, thoughtful woman. woman. <laughs> and so is the man who does not offer his seat immediately when a woman enters with a baby in her arms or young children or when an elderly woman or a crippled person enters. <laughs> Jesus. Awful. <laughs> or someone with a, a, a green eyes or... <laughs> Any non-man, pretty much, or a woman with no kids. Oh. That's not a lady, I think. I don't know. It was a long <laughs> list. Don't. Someone born on Tuesday. Actually, I gotta know. Who the hell did she say? So, let me see. If it's, and so is the man who enters. When a woman, so, okay, a woman, a woman with a baby mm. and young children. Mm. When an elderly man, so just a woman, period, you gotta give your seat to. Right. And old people. And old people. Okay. And cripples. I love how we're still using that word. Yeah, I know. Jesus. Yeah, that's fine. Don't argue about paying the fare. A man, of course, <laughs> pays a woman's fare when she is his guest. If they have met by chance, he usually attempts to pay the fare, and she accepts according to circumstances or her choice. Oh. If hmm. she has her fare ready, the man does not press the point. Mm. So I'm, I'm getting it would be very easy to bum around. 
if you're a lady. That's, yeah. Just I mean, meet a guy and then be like, I was on my way so-and-so. And he would, if he is a thoughtful person. If he is a thoughtful person. Be like, oh, let me pick that up for you. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you betcha. This is in a restaurant. Oh. Buckle up. How rigid is this? It's stupid. <sighs> and you're going to get, you're going to probably get a little angry. Whenever it is possible, a man checks his hat and coat upon entering a restaurant. A woman waits until she is seated before removing her coat. The head waiter is the official host of a... That's exactly it. I read that and I was like, who says? Stupid. What if I'm hot? I just... You you gotta do it. Deal with sit there and sweat. Because some person says so. (laughs) Because Miss Cornelius Cornelius Beekman demands it. (laughs) The head waiter is the official host of a restaurant, mm. and when he greets you with, good evening, how many, sir, or madam, you return his greeting and tell him the number and your party and your preferences regarding the position of your table. If the location you wish is not available, it is best to take the table he suggests, unless perchance you see one you prefer. Okay. The head waiter leads the way, the woman follows, and then the man. If there is no head waiter, the man goes first to find a table. I'll be back. I've got to scavenge for a table. I got Yeah. In the wild. (laughs) Pray for me. Either the head waiter or the man, if there is no head waiter, pulls out for the woman the chair that obviously... (laughs) Oh, my God. That's funny. (laughs) That's funny. The chair that obviously would be the preferred place, either because it faces the other diners or the dancers, or because it is not near a serving table. Ooh, lowly. Ugh. The man waits behind the woman's chair until she is seated, <laughs> and he assists her with her coat before he takes his seat, because she had to wait, remember? Mm-hmm. The mannerly man oh. does not... Leave this personal courtesy to the waiter. The the waiter better not take off her coat. Oh. Mm. Oh. Oh, my. Do you think this is the kind of thing that married couples would fight about? I bet. Like, on the way home, she'd be like, I can't believe you just let that waiter take off my coat. Uh He had to step up and do that, and everyone saw that. Everyone saw. Oh, God. (laughs) He'd be like, I'm sorry. I haven't read etiquette up today. (laughs) It's not on my reading list. A woman should not put her purse or gloves on a restaurant table. She should put them in her lap or on the extra chair. Okay. The man rises whenever a woman leaves or returns to the table. Every time. Rises. <laughs> Maybe this is always why the stere- the like the thing about women going to the bathroom together. You know, Maybe because, because like, they all have to already, you know. Stand up. Yeah. And if every single chick at the table is going at a separate time, that's a lot that's, of standing. Yeah, so you got to be courteous. Mm. Got to be courteous to the men and you got to all go <laughs> piss at once. <laughs> when in reality, you had to go do that because that's when the men talked business and oh, you couldn't listen yeah, to yeah, that. Yeah, so yeah. you had to go away and every woman was like, oh, oh, me too. Mm. And then they all know that when they leave, the men are like, yes. okay, so. What's she saying, Titanic? They, uh. Congratulate each other on being kings of the universe. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. I've been watching Mad Men again, so... Are you serious? I'm taking it personally. (laughs) Where was I? And he rises when a woman or a man stops at the table to speak, 
either with the woman, parentheticals, or if there are several women at the table with any of the women, parentheses, or with him. Okay. Do you follow? <laughs> no. What I gathered from that is any time a person approaches the table. That, pretty much. Okay. I'm going to go through that one more time. Please do. And he rises when a woman or a man stops at the table. So anyone. To, anyone. To speak either with the woman, parentheticals, or if there are several women at the table, with any of the women, parentheses, or okay. with him. Okay, 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 okay. I get it, I get it. So you stand basically unless someone is talking to another man at the table. Okay. So if they're talking to you or any woman there, you have to stand. Which is weird. Yeah, well, no, after the parentheses it says, or with him. Yeah. So it's everybody. No, it's him and another woman, but not another one, not another man. Weird. When the woman stops to speak at a table where there is a man, she should thoughtfully remember that the man must, must remain standing while she speaks. <laughs> Parentheticals, her don't stand please would not under any usual circumstances be acted upon by a well-bred man. But you have to say it because mm -hmm. you want to appear uh, uh, thoughtful, accommodating. A thoughtful, a thoughtful yes. woman. Yes. And therefore, she should not carry on a lengthy conversation. <laughs> a woman does not rise unless the table visitor is a woman of whose age she wishes to show this courtesy. So you stand up when you want to be like, hello, you hello. old bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if this is in some way, and I could be reading too much into this, but I wonder if this is in some way a way to keep your conversations with women short. Probably. Or to kind of show you, I, I don't know, like maybe show you like, what could you possibly be talking? We're not sitting talking business. So mm -hmm. I'm going to stand because this is a passing conversation. Yeah. I, I'm going to show you how little I'm ready to sit and have an actual talk with you. Yeah. So I'm going to stand up. Yeah. And, well, and it's an automatic egg timer. It, you exactly. Know? I mean, it's, yeah. it's, so you know, oh, the man is standing. I, I can't stand. talk very long. So I look courteous. Mm -hmm. but, but in reality, it's controlling your time. Yeah. Weird. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Everything is like that. Hmm. All thought out. <laughs> Most important it is that the woman kept the viewpoint that the man is her host. Get ready for this. Therefore, oh. she tells him her preference as to foods, okay. parentheticals. She does not give her order to the waiter. She tells him when she wishes something during the meal, be it a glass of water, some cream, or whatever it is. It is the host who communicates with the waiter, not the guest. The host gives the order to the waiter, being careful when the orders differ to mention the woman's order first. I hate that. I feel like that's asking permission. It, that's what it is. It's weird. Like, like, can I have a glass of water? Yes. And even <sighs> from that, ask, like, even if it's not from, like, I don't like it from that thing, I just want to be able to order my own shit. It's like a control thing. I don't I just know if want... I've ever had anybody, like, order for me. I would be so bothered if someone did. Mm. I mean, it that assumption that they yeah. know what's best. Yeah. Oh, well, he knows best. It's mm -hmm. like, fuck you. No, you don't. I mean, if we're both already talked and I was like, I think I'm going to get a chicken salad. And then the waiter comes and they're like, oh, let's get two chicken salads. That's fine. That's what's weird is that it says she tells him the preference as to foods. It's like. She yeah, but that's not like you just agreed naturally. It's like you were like, okay, tell him, tell him I want a, a sandwich and a glass of water. Yeah, but and then he picks which one. It's just weird. I, I read that and was like, gross. Mm, I don't like that. And everything is wrapped up in this guise of, oh, he's helping her. Uh -huh, he's yeah. helping her. She's so dumb. She can't even decide on her own. She'll get so overwhelmed by the possibilities. <laughs> That's what it is. Oh, my God. She needs all of her energy. Just to sit there and smile. To sit there and smile and be, you know, 
popular popular a thoughtful woman mm. if you smoke at the table use an ashtray the waiter will bring one if there isn't one on what the table kind of animal oh get ready for these other this is do not use a substitute a substitute of a saucer or plate or flick the ashes on the floor or extinguish the cigarette by dunking it in a cup literally anyone who's had a cigarette has done all of this <laughs> <laughs> when you have finished smoking be sure to put your cigarette out italics completely don't let it sit there and smolder and okay stink. that's really freaky that you said that because it says oh. don't leave it smoldering oh. in the ashtray oh no am i am i mrs cornelius beekman <laughs> for the smell of a dying cigarette is not pleasant anywhere and most especially in a place where food is being eaten that's true the smell of a living cigarette isn't they, that great. it's all gross <laughs> In leaving the restaurant, the woman precedes the man. Oh, wait, sorry. No, this one's silly. I missed this little tiny sentence. If you drop a piece of silver or a napkin during the meal, don't pick it up. The mm. waiter is asked by the host to replace it. <laughs> In leaving the restaurant, the woman precedes the man, and both should bow courteously to the waiter and to the head waiter <laughs> if he is at the door. That is something that should be brought back. Yeah. That's kind of nice. I'm also picturing a very dramatic 90-degree deep bow. Yeah. Almost sarcastic. <laughs> a lot of that advice, and tell me if you agree, it sounds like the way a parent would treat a child. Like if my kid dropped a yes. napkin, yeah. then I would be the one to be like, hey, can we get a new mm -hmm. napkin? But a grown ass adult, like if you and I went out to eat, and I know I'm not like, you know, I'm not like, it's different when there's two women, I guess. And we're not well-bred. And we're not, we are not thoughtful women. Mm -mm. If you dropped your napkin, and like if I was the host in that situation... I don't know if, if I would ever feel comfortable be like, can she get a new napkin? She dropped her napkin. No, you just pick it up. Just get it. Or yourself just be like, because it's like if you drop a fork. Yeah, you, you know, know, you pick I'm, it up I'm and ask like, for a new one. Can I get a new fork? I dropped it. And that's it. But, but you pick it up. Yeah, that's it. You don't just leave it there sitting on the ground. Yeah. Or if you're like me, you just, you act like you're going to pick it up until somebody else is like, I'll get that for you. And then you're like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about today? I'm going to blow your bird today. <sighs> Yeah, I'm going to blow your bird because I bring you basically V2 of Cedar and Juniper. Oh, no, I'm, I've been itching for a V2. Dude, this is nuts. Okay, where's my phone? Do you clarify anything? <laughs> no, no, no. This is a different comparison. These are oh. two other things that... No, don't ruin something else for me. Get ready. Anytime I see Cedar now, I'm like, you're not Cedar. Well... This is maybe going to be honestly worse for you. No, 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 no. Is it like rosemary or something? Okay, so I'm talking to you today. I'm talking, uh, well, my topic's on selenite, which we've never talked about. I I wasn't sure. Are you going to ruin selenite for me? Selenite that we are buying is not actually selenite. It's not selenite. That's not correct. My bird is blown. Get ready. And it's just very interesting, and I, I was reading up on it, and I'm excited to shed some light on mm. it, because it's a fair amount of misinformation. Mm. And it's not like the uses are terribly different, mm. but it's just not correct. I'll explain that in further okay, detail. Okay, don't give anything away, but I'm preemptive, preemptively asking a question here. Or I'm stating, I hope it still at least cleanses like selenite. Oh, absolutely. Okay, thank it's God. It's mainly the name is what's wrong. The name and does not match... 
the mineral complex is the same mm. the process of how they create or mm. like what they are is different mm. and like true selenite is actually quite rare and mm. expensive it's like how everyone thinks marigold and calendula are the same They're, thing yeah kind of the same <laughs> thing and what true selenite is like more of a premium different deal mm. while what premium. we've been buying is selenite wands Light. and things selenite. it's it's <laughs> the trial version i don't know it's the uh, it's the entry level version, you know, <laughs> beginner selenite. Yeah, it's actually not selenite uh, in that sense. It has a different name entirely, a whole different name. So I'll be talking about that and also the uses for it. Um, but it was just very interesting to know now that when we like most uh, like ninety five percent of the time when you're buying selenite, you're not actually buying selenite. So that lamp that you have in there, that's not a selenite, not selenite. lamp. Oh shit! Mm -hmm. I'm talking to you today about a tool. And uh, it's, I'm talking about the pendulum. Great. Yeah. Uh, and I also have a story from the person who suggested this um, story. Uh, it's Clara Kim. Of course. <laughs> and we do other topics by other people, I swear to God. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, uh, you know how we've said before that we wait for the topic to kind of call out to us? Mm -hmm. I was looking at my list and I was like, man, that sounds like a good topic. It wants me to talk about it. So I've got a story from Kim talking about the pendulum. And let me recommend, if you're in the market for a pendulum, Clever Kim's Curios. Oh, yeah. Because uh, we have the little they're so pretty ball ones, mm -hmm. the magic ball ones. Uh, they're very, very nice. So I'm going to talk to you about a little divination. I think you go first today. I do. I do. But, 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 ass, before we do that. Mm. Today's episode, mm -hmm. where we disappoint everyone about selenite, mm -hmm. <laughs> is dedicated to Haley M. And I'm trying to not equate it to Eminem's Haley. Because <laughs> that's the only songs I could think of. <laughs> Haley M. Every time I'm not a man, I Haley M. I'm not a man, I'm Turn around. Turn around, Haley. <laughs> That's my favorite one, is at the very end of the song, very high-pitched. He's, turn around, baby. Those always, her, I, every time I listen to that song, I feel like I grow a vocal nodule. Uh, yes, yeah. I mean, because she's just, and it just, it's so, it hurts me to listen to. So much in the, in the, in the soul. Yeah. It's just coming out. It's like, and I, I have a raspy singing voice as is, and when I force rasp that mm. hard, it I feel it immediately. Like I've done damage. It's, <laughs> it's always that song that starts out, and I'm like, I can sing this one. Yeah, you know, it, it just goes so far. Out. And then about halfway through, you're like, Oh no, mm -hmm. <laughs> what have yeah. I gotten myself That's me, into? Literally any Florence in the Machine song. <laughs> I always start out, and I'm like, Oh yeah, and I'll be in the oh, ring, yeah. and then she always has like a, a finale, always <laughs> to where she's like, Oh, you thought that? Oh, you're so stupid. <laughs> Let me blow you out of the because heart. she's actually the best. <laughs> and yeah, it happens every time. I'll be like, Oh, I found one, yes. and then it's just it's like high pitch, incredible. Beautiful, crystal clear notes that you can never hit. And then no you're matter just sitting who you there. are, and you're like, oh, God. Huh. Huh. There's a song called Golden Boy by the Mountain Goats. And it's, it's one of these songs. It starts off so timid and so light that it's almost hard to do. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know. And by the end of it, you're screaming. Those and you fun. don't know where the transition happened. <laughs> and, but it's just by the end of it. I, every time, every time. Because I give it my all. That's one of those songs that I'm oh, like, yeah. I can hit it. Mm -hmm. But even hitting it. After it's done, I feel dizzy. Every yeah, time. you're just kind of winded. And, and you're kind of like, 
I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Yeah. I have a few of those. And every time afterwards, I'm just like, and I probably shouldn't like, sing the rest I, of the day. I'm seeing those little blue lines, those yeah. little spots. <laughs> oh, let me tell you about tell the me. government. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so thank you, ha- Haley M. I hope Bright Eyes was okay. <laughs> let me tell you about the pendulum. I want to I want to say I'm going to be using the word like dowsing a mm, lot mm-hmm. as the action of working with a pendulum, but I'm not talking about dowsing rods, you mm. know those L-shaped rods that you can hold that can also be used for divination and they are closely related and have a similar, you know, yada yada yada. You know, according to some you can also find water and minerals with with the dowsing rod. They call it water witching, mm. which is interesting. Uh, some people say it's pseudoscience, so make up your own mind there, but I did have a uh, professor that took us out to a a well-known uh, Civil War, like a mass grave almost, mm. or, or like uh, they weren't marked. It was unnamed. Right. She said that you, if you hold these, when you cross a body, something about the chemical, how we're put together, there's some mineral that reacts and they cross when you cross over a body. Hmm. Uh, and I do know that we'd walk and sometimes they would cross. And that's all I can tell you. But okay. um, as, as, as far as the science behind that, I don't know. <laughs> so the pendulum. Divining through the pendulum, and we're talking about the swingy thing, Mm. uh, while it's traceable throughout time for much longer than uh, 1701, using various names, Mm -hmm. 1701 is the year when it was popularized due to France outlawing the practice of using uh, dowsing rods. Oh, okay. So when they nixed that kind of dowsing. They had to find an alternative. They had to find something else. So it's a simple tool made from a very short length of chain or string that a crystal or charm or other heavy object is tied to the end of it. It's from the Latin pendulum. Excellent. Which means hanging down. There it is. Sometimes they're so dead on and sometimes they are the furthest. I I love it. There's no in between. (laughs) All right. Uh, the word to dow, like dowsing, means to search for something. And a dowser is a person doing the uh, the dowsing. Makes sense. <laughs> wow. But as an official term, there would be people who was like, I need to get my dowser on this. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, which we need to bring back. Mm-hmm. So doing research for this, uh, this was the first time that I saw the concept. We talked about it in the mini app a little, that there are divination tools better used for certain types of communication. For example, the spirit board is very hands-on and uh, in a literal sense, you know, you have your hands on it. Mm -hmm. It makes you very connected physically to our bodies, to the board, we're very physically connected to it. Um, that it's it makes it better for earth-based communication. Okay. What I mean by that is speaking with spirits of this this realm. Yeah, us. Uh, people who have passed on mm-hmm. or spirits of the earth that you can communicate to. It's a very much, it's a better tool for that. Mm-hmm. Whereas the pendulum, because it's disconnected from your body, uh, kind of hanging mm-hmm. down a little, it's it's more tuned to higher spirit like communication. cosmic energies yes. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when, if you're, if you want to talk to, I don't know, maybe, maybe you'd call them deities, maybe. Or even like the high dead, like the, mm-hmm. the uh, mighty dead that have kind of transcended above. They're no longer like a human spirit. Yeah. Uh, I feel like after you've been dead for enough time, you're no longer just like a human spirit walking around. It's right. like you've become something. something. Um, anyway, so whatever you, whatever you describe as like higher spirit communication. As with many tools of this kind, the object you use is just an extension of your own power. Right. You know, okay. um, especially in the case of the pendulum. Because it is using your body's movement, your actual living energy, uh, to decode the messages that we're getting from spirit, 
I saw that somebody likened it to, to radio waves. Okay. So the waves are already in the air. Mm-hmm. They already hold the messages, right? But the radio is simply a tool to decode them. Okay. So in this analogy, uh, your pendulum is the radio and the messages uh, from spirit are the radio waves. Okay. So you're kind of just... Um, it's like you're getting the message in your head mm-hmm. and subconsciously you're translating it to the pendulum. Okay. Right? It's not necessarily, depending on your train of thought, it's not necessarily like a spirit is kitty batting it around mm-hmm. to give you a certain answer. It is it is very much through your own connection to it. Here are some ways that you can use your pendulum. Obviously, divination purposes, but you can use it to um, find somebody's like an area of somebody's energy that could use some healing work, whether this be with the chakras or general energy healing. If you make a mat that is similar to a spirit board, so think like the alphabet mm-hmm. uh, in addition to your yes, no answers and things, you can do some more direct communication with the earthly beings. So you can kind of, if you get real good at a pendulum, you can kind of do a Ouija board kind of okay. activity. More famous, maybe even the most famous form of using a pendulum to predict the sex of an unborn baby. Yeah, that's the, I mean, that's even, even very religious, yeah. like, housewives yeah. do that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, their grandma will be like, you know, if mm-hmm. you put a, if you put your ring on a string. Um, but by holding the pendulum over the stomach of a pregnant person, the direction of the swinging will tell you, you know, what they will be giving birth to. Mm-hmm. I can tell I was tired when I did my notes because I, when I said by holding, I wrote B-U-I holding. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Anyway, and a particularly useful mat that I saw had different areas of study on it. So such as like the cards or healing, and it was divided into sections and using your pendulum, it will kind of show you what you should explore next. If you're, if you're stuck, a lot of people say I'm stuck. I don't know what to do next. You know, yada, yada, make you a little mat. If you're good with a pendulum, make a little mat that says, uh, you know, herbs or spirit or what you know other witchy shit you know Mm -hmm. maybe it's even like auto detailing i don't know it doesn't have to be witchy but you can get some divine inspiration for what you should do next the first thing you need is a physical pendulum for this (laughs) for this you can buy one or even make one yourself Uh, and for this all you need is some string or a length of chain something that'll swing and a crystal works great it seems like it's a really really good under the radar tool because you could just have a crystal in your room yeah it could be something like that Mm -hmm. and all you do is you just tie a ribbon or a string to it Mm -hmm. and then you untie it and when it's done or whatever you could just it's like a plain sight deal to if anybody found it it's not that big of a deal uh and i i read that uh some like persecuted peoples who who would practice pendulum uh divining through pendulum Mm -hmm. when they had to leave quickly or they had to fly under the radar they would actually wear them as their necklace because you can whip it off and you know do it do it at any time but otherwise it's just like a necklace mm-hmm. that you're wearing but a few things to keep in mind are if you do use a crystal or whatever object you use to be to weigh the string down the heavy object should be as equal in weight all the way around as to not influence which way Makes it's going to swing so a pointed crystal like pointing downward uh, works better than a lumpy rounded mm-hmm. stone 
Uh, you can also use keys, rings, coins, and I even saw like large chunks of res- resins or roots. Oh, it was cool. pretty cool. Many people choose to wear their pen. Oh, here we go. Choose to wear their pendulum as a necklace or maybe as a ring because you can take a ring mm-hmm. off and thread it through some string. If you do choose to use a crystal uh, or a stone, quartz is very popular due to its magnifying property. Makes sense. Um, and it always reminds me of that scene in Napoleon Dynamite where he's going to try to travel back in oh time. Oh my God, I love it. <laughs> he's like, oh, oh almost forgot. Crystals. crystals. <laughs> Send some in there. <laughs> uh, if this is your first time using your pendulum, you would like to cleanse it. Mm. You would like you to would cleanse like it. You would like to. Pendulums are highly programmable, if you will. Mm. <laughs> and they need to be cleansed of any of that programming that it has uh, learned, I guess, due to other people using it. Right. More so in this, it's more important to cleanse like a used pendulum or if you've changed your practices of how you read it, more so even than like a tarot deck. Mm -hmm. And everybody has their own thoughts of whether you need to cleanse a tarot deck and why and and things like that. For cards, I feel like those are truly an extension of insight. Yeah. Whereas a pendulum, since it is moving, Mm -hmm. and I'll get into why later, but it kind of learns this direction's this, this direction's Mm -hmm. that, if if you get into that, you know. So at the beginning of your first several sessions with your pendulum, and some choose to do this every time, you'll need to tell the pendulum uh, and the communicating spirits what directions and, you know, how you will divine the movements Mm -hmm. of the swinging pendulum. So you'll do this by holding your pendulum. I I feel like I always say pendulum in a very... Pendulum. Your pendulum. uh, So that it hangs from your thumb and your forefinger. Begin moving your pendulum in the direction you wish to associate with yes, and you state it aloud. This means yes. Do the same thing with no, maybe, and all of the other directions. Keep it very simple. Uh, just a few options when you're first working with a pendulum. You'll want to do maybe ju- maybe just yes, no, and maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, or yes, no, maybe, and unknown. Typically, here's the directions. An up and down movement means yes. A side to side, like a left to right movement, means no. Maybe moves diagonally right? But from lower left to upper right corner. Unknown is also, it's the other diagonal. Okay. So it's from the lower right to the upper upper left corners. And if you are confused by that, because we're not a visual media, you can look up a mat online and they'll usually, they'll usually tell you. And I saw that some people do it in a, in a way that I honestly think I might prefer. You hold your pendulum and you say, you ask aloud, show me yes. Okay. Show me no. That makes sense. And as you get those answers, you can, you know, Put it down, Mm -hmm. mark the direction, you know, pick it back up, give it a second and say, show me no. After some time and after the repetitive and consistent using of these directions, and along with you bonding with your pendulum and the spirits that you use to to connect with it, it's going to kind of learn these Mm -hmm. directions. It'll become more fluid to be like, yeah, that's a yes, and this is a no. And you kind of get, like anything else, you pick it up and you'll be able to not have to sit with it as long and you don't have to use a pendulum mat but they can be super helpful so you can learn you can even make one yourself a piece of paper that you just write the words on yeah can do once you have set your directions hold the pendulum as still as you can do your best to not move it in any certain directions and this is huge with a pendulum this can be super hard especially because as like as humans we have very deep and intense desires about things and that can influence the swing Mm -hmm. i feel like even subconsciously absolutely yeah and some people say that through that subconscious movement is a form of 
getting your answer. Yeah. However, if you yourself are subconsciously moving it because mm-hmm. you really want, the, you know, do, does this person, do they have feelings for me? Mm-hmm. And you really want that answer to be yes. You, you know, Maybe subconsciously you realize you're making that you know, pendulum swing up and down. Through like minute little movements, you know, uh, and it'll give you an incorrect reading. You will, however, typically know, I think, I hold this belief, that you will know when you have done as such, mm-hmm. uh, like from a gut feeling. Yep. It's like cheating you know. on a test. Yes. You, you can choose to believe it, but you know. You know. There's a part of you that knows that you fucking did that. <laughs> You can, if you're feeling confused about it or if you're feeling too close to the situation, you can always ask the spirit something like, am I able to get an unbiased answer to this question right now? Or am I allowed to ask this question Mm -hmm. right now? And kind of get a clarifier, much as you would pull a clarifying tarot card, you know, or you would clarify any other sort of divination. Mm -hmm. With this, your clarifier is basically, can I ask this? Am Mm -hmm. I too hot? Am I too close to the situation? Uh, But at this point... Everything falling in line, you ask your question. Begin with easy softball questions at first until you're more confident to Mm -hmm. move to something more hard-hitting. Or you can even add more answers to your mat, such as probably yes or probably no or this is not for you to know right now. Mm -hmm. Or There's a big one out there called uh, don't don't want to answer. It's Mm -hmm. usually shortened to like D-W-T-A or something. But it's like, oh, I don't want to answer that for you. I don't want to answer that. (laughs) Once you have asked your question clear your mind or concentrate on just your question with no answer in mind and then when the pendulum when you feel it and your fingers kind of find its rhythm look at it and you have your answer it can be helpful to not look at it when you're very first starting it's a little uh, buffer against Mm -hmm. those biased answers if your pendulum stays motionless you can give it a little give it a little tap on the table you know just kind of knock it against the table or even push it you know but Try to push it, try to give it a tap so it doesn't start out in one of your answers. A swinging, yeah. yeah. As I stated earlier, you can use the pendulum for detecting areas that may need a little bit of work energetically on someone's body. The difference here is that when you're divining and trying to decode these spirit messages, you're holding it with your giving hand. Typically, that is your right hand because there's this theory that we receive energy through our Mm -hmm. left and we put it out through our right. So if we're getting these messages in our brains, we're putting that energy out through our right hand into the pendulum so it can swing. However, when you're trying to decode something Mm -hmm. or when you're trying to receive it, if you hold it in your left hand, it's almost like that pendulum is finding the spot, Mm -hmm. giving you your answer, and then you're taking that into the brain, Mm -hmm. right? So keep that in mind. Typically, your receiving hand is your left hand. When you do this... You have your subject lie down and you'll hold the pendulum over them and move across the body to find energy centers that may be blocked or have something going on. This doesn't necessarily have to be chakras. I have Mm -hmm. a little bit from an article that I'm going to read and it says chakras, but feel free to replace that with energy center or something else if you don't naturally work Mm -hmm. with, with the chakras. But Anna Ozturk. I almost had another Toby Magnum (laughs) moment. AnnaOsterk.com has this to say. Decoding where energetic healing is needed. If the pendulum moves in a clockwise direction, it is an open and fully functioning chakra. If it's moving anti-clockwise, which feels strange. I think that's just counterclockwise. Counterclockwise, yes. Witterchens. Then it is uh, fully blocked. If it is still, then it's partially blocked. If it moves vertically, there's a conflict between the changes that are happening uh, and your thought process. So I guess how you're reacting to changes happening in your life. If it's moving 
horizontally, then it's a conflict between your spiritual and your actual needs. So mm. one's more thought-based, one's more spiritual-based. Okay. Small round movements in a circular clockwise directions means new changes are happening for oh. you. And small round movements in a circular anti-clockwise direction means new changes in life are happening in a negative direction oh, around no. you. So those are just some little things to start you off. Uh, but that is the pendulum. The pendulum. The pendulum. I usually do say pendulum. I, like I put a like J. a J in it. Yeah, yeah. A pendulum. But once again, if you're looking for a pendulum, let me let me give a little shot. A shat? A no. shat. <laughs> we have a little shout to Clever Kim's. Um, Link is in the show notes. And she's she got, the best. She is the she's best. She's the best. She, and I love how she's like the coven mom. Yeah. I also, Mama Kim. She's Mama Kim. When she, uh, millions, 84 years ago, <laughs> was like, it'd be cool if y'all talked about the pendulum. She said, I have a story about this. Just let me know. So she sent over this story. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this. This is from Mama Kim. I hope you're not offended by that because I love it. And I'm I gonna think it's keep adorable. Doing it. Sister Kim. It's like she's a nun in our coven. Sister Kim. Sister Kim. I was vending at a holiday event a couple of years ago. <laughs> and I had my pendulums on display. A couple of women were walking past my table and stopped to look. One of them picked up a pendulum and asked what it did. So I got out a pendulum board and showed her how it worked. She laughed and asked to try uh, and asked to try it. So I handed it over. She said, should I buy this for my daughter? And slowly it said no. <laughs> she smiled and side eyed her friend as I gently took it out of her hand. Looks like you have your answer. I do have some nice crystal pendants over here. Wait, are you serious? You're not going to try to sell this? To me? <laughs> no. She was kind of incredulous when I continued to say no, but I'm not trying to take on that debt of selling that thing to her mm -hmm. <laughs> after it said it didn't want to go. That was pretty much the last time I worked with pendulums or most any kind of divination, although I will pull a card or two and I still do dragon hoard me some pretty tarot and oracle decks. I figured that in one way or another, the universe will tell me if I need to know something. I don't need to give the naughties an avenue to mess with me any more than they already have. I'm kind of in that camp. Yeah. Um, I just, divination, I'm just not a divination witch. Yeah. I, I'm good. Diviner. I'm good with my runes mm -hmm. when it's time. You know, mm -hmm. like when we all get together and, you know, read for each mm -hmm. other, you know, that's different. Mm -hmm. That's when I can, I can do it. But on my own, it's just not what Something, I do. Something, a part of your practice. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think about doing it. I just think divining is so much broader than we give it recognition of being. Mm -hmm. I think when we think divining, we're, we're like... Oh, I have to read cards or use the pendulum or oh, use the there, spirit you board. You could do it anywhere, anytime. Yeah. Divining is, and my favorite, my absolute favorite, as I have come to learn, way to divine is fire gazing. It's, it's my favorite. It way. is the most powerful for I get, me. yeah, I get the strongest, most clear cut and I get very, um, visual. Yeah. I do too. Representation. So I do things. something about it. Mm -hmm. And, and you get it and it's almost like having a memory when it happens. It's like, whoa. Or, you know, like in That's So Raven when it zooms into her eyeballs. <laughs> That's what it's like. <laughs> All right. Macy, mm. how has your mental health been lately? You always got to be staying on top of that mental health. You always got to track down that mental health. <laughs> put it in a chokehold. <laughs> and stay on top of it. <laughs> Sometimes... It 
do be like that, though. Yeah, honestly, we joke about it, but, you know. <laughs> so because of that, mental health is important. Is very important. Sometimes the stress of daily life can impact us in, in unforeseen ways. Less than, than ideal. ideal. <laughs> We're here to talk to you about better help. Better help. Better help is a worldwide mental health service. And while BetterHelp is not a crisis line, it's really nice to be able to just to just kind of hop online, you know, and just talk to somebody. Hop on. Hop on. Dial up. Plug in your modem. And go and go have you. And it really isn't. I, I've been using it mm. uh, and I've been really enjoying it. And I'm not terribly frequent with it. Mm-hmm. I, it's, you know, I kind of just maybe every other day yeah. I'll, I'll get on and I'll answer and whatnot. But it's been very nice to just kind of. Work at your own speed. Yeah, and I'll just write for an hour mm-hmm. or an hour and a half and just write things down and ponder. Mm-hmm. And somebody reads it yeah. and gives me feedback yeah. on it. And it's it's been nice. I It's been. There it is. I've been using me some better help as well. Mm. I love the journaling service that they have because throughout the day, if I have a thought, whether it be intrusive or mm-hmm. just observational, I pull out the journal, tippity-tap it up, and at the end of the day, I shoot it off to my counselor. And that is how I communicate. I love that you can choose the way you communicate. It is nice. That makes a big difference. It makes a big difference. You can have your traditional chat face-to-face through the phone. Mm -hmm. You can do a a video chat. You can do a phone call with your counselor. But you can also text and um, have this messaging. Yeah. It's a bit more um, paced. Yes. That way, which I like. And and again, you know, it's a professional counselor. Mm -hmm. So it's nice to know. It's like, it's actually better in you. Like, you're getting better because of it. Sometimes it does feel like venting throughout the day. But to get that response and to have actual constructive Mm -hmm. responses is so beneficial and i was very upfront with my the person that i'm talking to and i said i prefer to message you know i said i really prefer i said maybe in a while we could have a phone session and you know what they're like yeah dope let's do it cool (laughs) i love it there are a lot of reasons that you can try it better help and uh we're gonna we're gonna tell them to you we're gonna rattle them off in that way that we love that we do do. (laughs) whether it be something that you consider serious you know or if it's just your day-to-day stresses yeah better help can help you with issues like depression stress anxiety relationships sleeping trauma anger family conflicts lgbt matters grief and self-esteem and more and more oh i forgot to synchronize (laughs) so for whatever your reason better help is there for you you can change your therapist at any time if you're not completely driving and that's okay i need people to know that there are over 3,000 therapists. So you got a big pool. There's you a lot. will find some. And that's just in the US. You can sign up and start talking in less than 24 hours. For me, it was like three. It was yeah. quick. Yeah. It's a quick process. And it's available on desktop, mobile, web, Android, and iOS. So there's no excuse to not sign up. And listeners of Waba, the Wabeans, get 10% off of your first month with the discount code WITCH. And once again, that is 10% off your first month. With the discount code, which that's BetterHelp.com/slash/which to fill out your questionnaire and get matched to a counselor today. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to you about selenite. Selenite is a form of gypsum. Mm-hmm. Selenite, also known as satin spar, hmm. desert rose, oh. or gypsum flower. 
are four crystal structure varieties of the mineral gypsum. Four. But they can all be grouped together and at times be given a collective name of selenite, hmm. even though they share separate differences. Hmm. Desert rose you've seen before. It's so cool. It looks like you can eat it. It's got like these blades or like fins that grow off of it. And it looks like a cinnamon powder donut with like these white bone looking little blade things coming oh, off of it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's in always like a little pebble form. Desert rose. And it looks like a really fancy sugar cookie. Mm. And you can eat it. <laughs> but, you, but you can't eat it. But you can't eat it. <laughs> That's desert rose. It forms in, you know, single petal or like rose-like little round pieces. And they mm. have dru a druzy appearance. And the sand has mixed in with the gypsum, which gives oh, them that cool. nice appearance that they have. They look like fancy cookies. <laughs> That's what they look like. I'm thinking like wedding cookies. Like a fancy cinnamon dusted meringue mm, type mm, cookie. Those like 10 cookies. Mm -hmm. They're the Kim's and the 10 yep. round thing. Yep. Hell yeah. Those shortbread ones. Oh. I love shortbread. Oh. Oh. I love saltines. All varieties of gypsum, including selenite and alabaster, are made of calcium sulfate dihydrate, which means that in its makeup, it has two molecules of water, hmm. uh, which you can actually gather from the chemical formula. You ready? C, lowercase a, capital S-O, lowercase or like underscore four, then two H2O. So there's the hmm. two H2O molecules. You can see I it wonder there. if that makes is what makes it melt so easily when you put it in water. Yes. So I'll get to that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so distinguishing selenite from satin spar is actually quite important Ooh. because satin spar is exclusively what everyone is buying is selenite. So every piece of selenite, like the one you've got in there and yes. the little towers All satin spar. Satin spar. And that's the actual name. It is huh. satin spar. Uh, My world is rocked. It, whoa. <laughs> so selenite grows in clear formations, often with no imperfections, meaning it's it's crystal clear. It's like oh, glass. It's perfect. And it is. <laughs> uh, and selenite also grows in like more sheet-like fashions called windows, window panes, or plates. I like plates. And that I know a plate, a plate. of selenite. Uh, satin spar grows in long formations and is fibrous, with the vertical fibers being clearly visible running down the length of the crystal. And it has a more prismatic appearance, oh. making it opaque, you know, how we see it, and chatoyant. Uh, that tiger's eye kind of sheen uh, to you it. You made that word up. Chatoyant. Uh, because it's more fibrous, satin spar has, um, oh, there it is, has chatoyancy, <laughs> which is uh, that cat's eye sheen that happens when you turn it from side to side, mm. leading to the satin mm -hmm. in the name. Mm. It has that, like, satin look to it. Those are my favorite. Was it? Was it also? Was a moonstone that also uh, had a similar like structure? Yeah, I there think was so. one. I think that maybe malachite. Uh, uh, I don't think it was malachite. But those are my favorite ones that you can turn. And oh, I love it. See movement. Yeah, it's kind of like that opalescence mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. So that means that if you have a selenite wand, it is not actually selenite. It is satin spar. You're breaking my heart. It's still gypsum, <laughs> but it's not selenite. It's satin spar. You're breaking my heart. It's important to note that because while it is the same mineral, the crystalline structure is different from true selenite as well mm. as desert rose and gypsum flower, which is badass and it grows out of the sides of caves and looks Ooh. like flowers. It's Ooh. cool as hell. I was looking at it like, whoa, I gotta get me some of that desert rose. It's cool. Well, the desert rose is not desert, desert flower? Da gypsum flower. Oh, gypsum. I do want to get a desert rose, though. They're so cute. They also look like sea urchins. They look like, like when you find a sea urchin on the beach. 
It seems that some of this confusion can come from, there are some language differences. And from what I, I got on a blog, I got on a blog about people who sell crystals. I got on a blog. I got on a blog. It was like a forum. And there were a lot of really offended people oh. that satin spar is being sold as selenite. And people hmm. selling true selenite are getting mad that people selling the oh. cheaper, not actual selenite as selenite when it's actually satin spar. And they're all mad about it. Huh. You remember how they call, um, um, Soda light, like the poor man's lapis. That's kind of how I feel like it was. Yeah. <laughs> but however, it seems like one person commented and was like, well, in Russian and like in like Czech, it, it's kind of, the meanings are kind of flipped. Hmm. So there is that. But in the English speaking countries, satin spar is what we're calling and selling or like is what we're calling and buying as selenite hmm. when it's it's a different it's kind of a different deal. Again, same mineral, different structure, different name. In fact, so true selenite is so, it can be so clear and grows in such a fashion. It's actually been used in like window panes mm. in the past. Uh, in, in fact, Santa Sabina Church in Rome, its exterior windows, like the ornate pieces, mm. like it's not stained glass, but they're the same kind of little panes, mm. uh, is made actually all of selenite instead of glass. Ooh. All of the exterior windows are selenite. Beautiful. Isn't that cool? I want to live in a house of selenite. I know. That's neat. <laughs> so true selenite is much more expensive than satin spar, mainly mm. because it's a lot more rare. Mm. Uh, it seems, you know, it really does kind of seem like a bit of a cedar juniper situation has happened mm. here to where it's a blanket term, mm. but it's not actually the name of what you're buying. Yeah. It belongs to a different kind of that gypsum variety. Don't expect stores to start changing their name. You know, I guess is what you're well, saying. Well, even on a lot of websites that I was reading for like Crystal Healing, they were calling Satin Spar hmm. Selenite. Yeah. You know, so it's just like, just kind of, it's a blanket term that it Let's just start a like, movement here with this episode. It is Satin, your Satin, which I love Satin Spar. Yeah. It sounds satin cool. Satin Spar. Like my Satin Spar wand. Yeah. It's like, oh, I like it. So as an interesting tidbit, Selenite contains no significant selenium. Hmm. Which you might would think is where it gets its name, but its name has a different origin, which we will get to later. Oh. Selenite is quite abundant, and some of the largest crystals ever found are selenite. Um, and I say selenite encompassing the whole family here. Oh, so we're including yeah. our um, uh, It's all very abundant. Spar. So selenite itself is the least abundant out of all of those. Hmm. And some of the largest crystals ever found have been selenite, one being 12 meters long and 110,000 pounds. Gee. He's so big boy. And what is that one? I, I couldn't get a clear answer. Hmm. Uh, I'm I'm really not sure. I would think that might actually be selenite because oh. satin spar grows in like longer, thinner mm -hmm. formations, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and this one seemed real wide and, mm -hmm. and like big, which sounds like real selenite. Chunky. Yeah. Satin spar, uh, in particular, uh, of the varieties, but all of them, has a very porous nature, mm -hmm. which means it should not be left in water. So not only does it contain that extra water, you know, that molecular structure mm -hmm. of having water. It can really retain it. Mm. And if it does, it will start to lose that satin sheen and eventually it will start to break apart Ooh. if it gets too much water. I saw that you can actually lightly vacuum it <laughs> if you want to clean it to get like dust out mm. or things like that. Do not vacuum up your stone, please. <laughs> but you can lightly vacuum it or use a lightly damp sponge to clean it. Mm -hmm. But try to refrain, if you can, from putting it in running water or especially sitting it in water. I know people like mm -hmm. to put crystals in water for moon mm -hmm. water and mm -hmm. things like that. Don't do that. And don't use it as a yanni egg, for the love of God. Oh, that's my next point. Are you ready? Prepare. I'm going to have a whole thing about it. <laughs> oh, Jesus. 
Do not. <laughs> I repeat, do not get a selenite dildo. Oh. Do not get a selenite yoni egg. Don't do it. Don't get anything that can... Just don't do it. I know it seems like energetically it makes a lot of sense because mm. they're energetic powerhouses for things like that, but they are porous. They are porous. Mm. I repeat, they are porous. Mm -hmm. You can't really wash them mm -hmm. because they can't handle water and they can't handle a lot. It's a very soft stone. I'll get to that. And it, it's only it's mm. only having a number two on the Mohs hardness scale. So like you can't... Oh clean it don't do it the same goes really i just want to get that out there for a lot of types of crystals mm -hmm. there's there's bacteria that can be harbored here yeah. they're porous you can't always clean them even if they're not porous just the nature of how they form there can be little um little crevasses yes just do your research on that before you get rolling please please That's all please, i want to say please please i'm done now <laughs> The word selenite comes actually from the Greek goddess of the moon, Selene. Oh. Again, true selenite is mostly clear and in more flat pieces where the like the cleavages really throw hmm. a beautiful moonlight style of light. Therefore, Ooh. it was seen and tied to the moon and that they would wax and wane with the moon beautiful. as well. So selenite, and I say that meaning selenite and satin spar. See, man, we're going to have to clarify from this point forward. We're well, always... we're mainly going to be talking about satin spar, mm, but I'm okay. talking, but since most people aren't using, you know, I don't want to say most people, but like the mainstream things being sold as selenite is actually satin spar, but I'm also talking about selenite. Just so I'm having future... to say both, but in the future, assume we're talking about satin spar. I'm just going to have to, I'm going to say both. It's selenite it's satin spar. Selenite slash satin spar. <laughs> They both shine for the crown chakra, Ooh. which isn't really surprise or isn't really surprising, especially on <laughs> selenite itself, because it looks like clear quartz. Mm. It, it really does. Mm. Uh, therefore, it has a bit more power in meditation and higher enlightenment style practices for its strain mm. over the satin spar counterpart. So if you're using true selenite, it's going to it has that little bit of extra oomph mm. mm -hmm. in those uh, that higher chakra for those purposes of like enlightenment mm. and, you know, open, expanded thoughts. However, satin spar is still a powerhouse for many of the reasons it is sold as, even though it's sold as selenite. However, it's just the wrong name. <laughs> <laughs> so like selenite, it is able to charge and self-clean and can actually be used to charge other crystals as well. All of the things that we say selenite is for. That's all I wanted. Yeah. So satin spar wands are alleged to be good for the removal of attachment entities. Mm. There was a very interesting episode uh, on Mysterious Universe. And now Mysterious Universe, and one of the things I, I like about them is they're a little bit hard on the New Age movement, mm -hmm. which I like that perspective. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. a lot of the things I believe in, they think is just like poppycock. Yeah. You know, and I'm all right with that. It's cool. Bollocks. Bollocks. There was this uh, this guest that they had on there, and she worked a lot with crystals for the removal of attachment entities. Hmm. I believe in attachment entities. Hmm. I believe in multiple planes of existence, hmm. and I believe I've, I've had them on me before, hmm. and I have gotten rid of them. She said that she would use her selenite wand because hmm. she can like see these cords, these hooks, mm. or however you want to call it. And she can basically, like, in her mind's eye, slice them with a selenite wand Damn. to detach attachment entities. Cool. So I, I wanted to put that in there because I thought that was really cool. And again, that's just one perspective. Mm -hmm. But I was like, that's neat. And so you could just, like, zoo, zoo, <laughs> like, a, like, a, like a lightsaber? Yeah, like scan yourself <laughs> with your selenite wand and slice all of the nasty little growth <laughs> attachment entities well and i love that so my i have my big 
uh, smoke cleanse fan mm-hmm. that I got from RDO Artisanal. Mm-hmm. And as I've, I've since, RDO Artisanals, mm-hmm. and I've since added to it. Now yeah. it's much bigger and I put feathers and shit all in it. Yeah. But the handle, the whole handle is a big piece of yes. satin spar. Yeah. And you're already kind of doing that brushing motion mm-hmm. with it mm-hmm. in that way. So I always. So it's a bonus. It yeah. Is. It's just kind of yeah. doing it the way, you know, that you would do it intuitively so i really like that as long as we're in the vein of talking about cool tools and, and things if you want a sweet fan for moving that smoke around rdo they make the best <laughs> they make the best they're so i mean when you're doing it it's like a it's like when you hear a big hawk flying and, and you hear like, the flap you know it's like that and it's great you could get corners mm-hmm. and that's nice and i'm weird about the space above my cabinets mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. i have about a foot and a half space yeah. from them the smoke fan's so big i can like blow in my shell and make a big cloud Mm -hmm. and then do this certain wrist flick and it will just roll all Mm -hmm. over the top and i'm Mm -hmm. like i got you (laughs) and i love it i'm that way about the underside yeah of like tables and chairs and things Mm -hmm. Uh, it's just when you can really get it all you're like (laughs) i got you i do kind of do that when i stick like some smoke underneath something there is that feeling of like fuck you yeah you thought you could hide (laughs) i know you so satin spars fluidity like water makes it great with working for all of the chakras Hmm. Uh, and it can really open up energy blockages in the body so if you work with uh you know and there's a lot of this uh, you know in donna eat the energy medicine donna eden's book Hmm. if you work with meridians or the different energetic pathway lines in your body it's a good stone to work with or a good crystal to work with. You can follow those lines with it. And it's supposed to just be an opener. It removes the blockages, mm. keeps things humming the way that they should be. It's also believed that it can promote creativity as well because oh. it does raise the energy. Mm. It, it cleans mm. it. Mm-hmm. You know, it can take stagnant energy. It's always like how if you've ever seen like to me, I imagine selenite's workings or satin spars workings. See. Uh, have you ever seen the comparison of like 30 minutes of what like a, a dirty oyster tank looks like compared to a clean oyster tank? Mm-mm. Oysters are, they're filterers oh. and they clean dirty water. <laughs> and so if you have like a tank of like nasty, dirty mm. seawater in like an hour, it's crystal clear. I picture selenite doing the same that like you put it in mm-hmm. like this smoggy, dirty energy room and, and then kinda... it just steadily just, it's like in Finding Nemo when they clean the fish filter. You know, when oh, the fish filter yeah, is broken yeah, yeah, and they have yeah. to clean it? That's like what I picture when you put a selenite in a room. Like when my selenite lamp in my mm-hmm. living room, I picture it's just a little vacuum in there <laughs> to clean out the negative shit. So uh, just kind of an interesting thing about, so all of the varieties, all of the, the gypsum varieties uh, of, of the four that fall under the selenite name, they're all, from what I read, they're, they can thermo-insulate. Mm. So they're always probably going to be warmer to the touch than the rest of the room. Really? They just retain heat interesting yeah and so if you've like left one out mm-hmm. it will remain warm for a long mm-hmm. time because they just retain heat like it's like the opposite of uh, of quartz like quartz is always gonna be colder cool Cooler. yeah i was like that's neat crystallous they um so they're a good addition for energetic practitioners uh for the reason that they're always cleaning so if you mm-hmm. practice reiki and you have patients mm-hmm. that come mm-hmm. in i don't know if patience is the word that you use for that but you know it's nice to have a big chunk of it in the room because it's always, you know, people have their own emotions and yeah, imprint yeah. them everywhere they go. If you're coming in after a particularly emotional Reiki session, mm-hmm. it's nice to know something in the room was just gobbling all that up. <laughs> because of this alignment ability that it has, the energetic alignment, many people find selenite to be a very calming stone. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. It's, it's just a friend, you mm-hmm. know. 
having one in yeah. a room or even gridding the room with them as some people choose to do can mm -hmm. really elevate the energy in the space because of selenite and satin spars abilities in the higher chakras they're also a great addition in or, or like not in but on or around your yoga mat no, not in <laughs> don't just stab your yoga mat with it <laughs> uh, to help bring clarity and mental focus during mm. a practice if your energy or the energy in your home has become lethargic, mm -hmm. satin spar or selenite, probably satin spar is what you will have, <laughs> uh, are great to include in your practice to clean the energy out. Hmm. Uh, it's a time of spring cleaning right now. So if you don't have one, maybe get you one. And if you do have one, maybe dust it off. Mm -hmm. Vacuum it up. Vacuum it up. And uh, it's a good little addition in these efforts. Hmm. Uh, it's really affordable. At least mm -hmm. satin spar is mm -hmm. selenite. You're going to pay more money for, yeah. uh, and a very easily available crystal. I mean, you can get selenite towers, selenite towers, in TJ Maxx. Mm. You know, like mm -hmm. you can find them everywhere. And nowadays, as the metaphysical kind of is becoming more mainstream anyway, mm -hmm. it's really one of the front runners and leading the pack that you can find in like a big box store. But the the reason that it's exciting, though, that it is becoming more accessible is that you could really just kind of get one and fly under the radar. Mm. You know, if they're just starting to become a very decorative thing mm -hmm. that you have, you could put one in your room and do a lot. Of, oh, yeah. A lot of witchcraft with a tower of satin spar. You can do a lot. I was waiting for you to say selenite and I was going to jump in with the satin spar. Trying to better myself. <laughs> and it's important to note that the availability doesn't negate the power of it. It's a very powerful mm. substance. For the budding, clo like the closeted witch or the budding witch, mm. it's a great place to start. It's easy to get. It's very cheap. Mm. If you're starting to work energetically with yourself or your space, mm. there you go. You know, and you can have it and it's not super... Ooh, what is that? Oh, oh you know, God. if it's in your room. Like a big orb of obsidian. Yeah, or a big <laughs> pentagram wall tapestry yeah. or something. You know, it's a bit more uh, discreet. It's not I conspicuous. I'm personally attacked with that one. <laughs> oh, yeah, you have yours. I forgot I have about a that. Big pentagram wall tapestry. I love that wall hanging. <laughs> You know, when you said it, it, it feels like a like a buddy, mm -hmm. or uh, I don't know how you phrased it, but that's how I heard it. I do uh, have my selenite wand, and it is probably, I was sitting here thinking about it, it's probably the one that I've um, attached the most, the most personality to. Mm -hmm. Because I do, while I, I'll, I'll, fucking, I'll fucking talk to my stones. Yeah, sure, yeah. it's normal. That's the one that I just feel is the most human, yeah. I, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's interesting that that's a part of it. Mm -hmm. It's nice when these things line up. Uh -huh. You go, maybe I'm not full of shit. But that's all I have for you on Satin Spar, because that's what almost all of y'all listening have. Took the wind out of my sails. I did. <laughs> so you have your, your giant piece of Satin Spar, right? Mm -hmm. Big, long, big, mm -hmm. long wand of Satin Spar. Yeah. And you might think, you might think that, you know what, I have this big pot overview footage, and I could probably stir it <laughs> with the, sal the, the satin spar. See, I almost did it. And I'm here to tell you, you can't do that. You can't do that. Because Don't do it. Because that satin spar is going to soak up that review footage so fast that it will lose its shine and fall apart. And look, we need all the review footage we can get. We need all of the review footage, and you don't want to ruin your tools, so don't do it. A nice bean-soaked selenite wand. You mean review footage soaked. I definitely don't mean beans. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a uh, I have a review footage uh, snippet for you right now. Give it to me. Mm -hmm. 
And it's titled, It's Like I Know Them, <gasps> by Hell Rowan. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Charlie and Macy are so goddamn sweet and funny. <laughs> and I always have, oh, and I always, and always have interesting topics. <laughs> My Aquarius came out. <laughs> mm-hmm. They are an absolute joy to listen to. Oh. I can't stress enough how fun and lovely they are. Did they say so goddamn sweet? Goddamn sweet and funny. I love a, gr- a good GD bomb. I do too. That was one of the better GD bombs I've heard. I liked it. Well Thank placed. You. Well placed. Hell Razor? <laughs> <laughs> Hell Rowan. Hell Rowan. Hellraiser. That's much better than Hellraiser. I love that. So let's 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 talk about this summer. Listen, we were talking about it earlier today. Can actually. we talk about this summer? I'm so ready. It seems like something that's going to happen in another realm. It's fictional. Yeah. It's well, and I had a moment today, like because I put that video up, my Sean James Medley mm. video, which he liked, <laughs> and <laughs> your eyes. I just have to say, which he liked. He liked. Uh, someone commented on there. And they were just kind of, you know, we were commenting back and forth. And they were like, we'll need to, like, sing this summer at Anahata's purpose. Oh my and God. she's going. And I was like, yes. What can we, let's put a playlist together. I'm so ready. And it was just like, I, I probably can't pack my own cajon. But I, I'll have to play somebody's cajon. And we're going to sit around a campfire. Why can't you pack it? It's big, let's, dude. Let's pack it. It would have to be probably my carry-on. Well, we're going to have to pack all of our equipment. Anywho. Yeah. You know? Let's, we'll see if it'll fit. We'll see how it goes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Here's an idea. You tell I'm going to spit this out. I'm going to run it up the flagpole and see who salutes it. All right. Mm-hmm. What if we started an Anahata's Purpose Bean Goer Spotify list? Oh my God. And we could all have songs that we all enjoy. And that way, when we get together, we can be like, you're the one who also likes, you know, whatever band. And then we just get together and we just sing. Yep. Because we know the playlist and we've listened to it. Oh, yeah. And we're prepared. Oh, hell yeah. It'd be great. By the way, we are talking about Anahata's Purpose. Yeah, we're just, <laughs> y'all, we're excited. I'm so excited. I can't wait. We have some information. Uh, you know, we're running out. Running out of spots. I know we keep saying that, but we have specific information about we're running out of cabins. The cabins, maybe by the time this episode drops, yeah, might be sold might out. Might be out. Check up because there also might still be some spots in the house. And the campground. And of course... You can bring a tent. That campground, I feel like I'm going to wander over there every night because I love campgrounds and just wander around. And Mm -hmm. I just, that's what I can't wait. I can't, I picture it in my head, dude. I picture this beautiful, it's like 7.30 or 8, twilight, Mm -hmm. summer night in Mm -hmm. this rolling green hill paradise, just walking. Summer night. Oh, I love Glen Campbell. I love (laughs) Glen Campbell. And can you just imagine like going from, walking from tent to tent and just talking Mm -hmm. to people Mm -hmm. and then putting your feet in the spring-fed pool and walking through the trees and then into the cabin village, the Mm. bean can Mm -hmm. where all of the beans are. This is what I'm excited for. When everybody starts going to bed, we're going to have our own little like sleepover area. Oh my God. And there's a few people in cabins who aren't in the Wabeen army. Oh, y'all get ready. Buckle up. Okay, so, they're going to not know what's happening. We need y'all We need y'all to sing the praises and do some conversion out there. <laughs> they will be Wabeens by the time. They will be Wabeens. <laughs> or they will just Wabeen. be like, I never want to see those people yeah, who again. Yeah, are these just crazy people? 
I came here to get in touch with myself. Who's Jim? Who is Jim? <laughs> and why does he want to touch me? Oh, he always wants to touch you. There's the Jim scavenger hunt. We talked a little bit oh about it. Oh, my God. With over 75 different activities. Oh, my God. If you want to go, but you're not necessarily into camping, there are day passes. Keep yeah. that in mind. Yeah. 75 different activities are planned across this four-day immersion, including yoga. Oh, oh, that's another thing that's going to be hard to take my cajon, because I'm already going to take my cork mat. Like, mm -hmm. I want to take my mat. Mm -hmm. I'm connected with it. It's my mat. And it's big. And so it's just like, I can't take my mat and my cajon. Every time you say mat, I'm just like, and I have my mat. <laughs> Why can't? Why can't you just show up with all of your tools with you? Just hanging off my body. <laughs> Do you think your yoga mat could be a carry-on? Probably. There's nature immersions. Wonderful live music. I can't wait to jam. Oh, my God. Uh, adventure activities, which I'm not sure what that means, but I'm, I'm going to spend all day just lost in the woods, and I'll wander oh my back God. at home like a dog in the afternoon. <laughs> I'll start to smell food mm -hmm. and come home. Honoring our ancestors. Can't wait for that one. Drum circles, Mace. Mm. You have to bring it now. I, There's mm. drum circles. Hands-on workshops, inspiring talks. There's going to be ceremonies, astrology classes, tarot classes, chakra lessons, breath work, herbalism, Reiki, and, and more. much more. Oh fuck, we're just not on it today. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not synced up. Man. <laughs> If you want to, uh, oh, by the way, we're going to be there. Yeah, we'll be there. We'll do a live show. We're doing a show. Maybe if we feel like it. <laughs> if you're real good. <laughs> so we hope that you come and grow with us. Mm. Real important information, Mace. Mm. What's the most important thing that they need to keep in mind if they're going to be purchasing a ticket? When you purchase your tickets for Anahata's Purpose, mm. please use the code WHICHBITCHRETREAT. WHICHBITCHRETREAT. That's right? Witch Bitch Retreat. Yeah. <laughs> Use the code Witch Bitch Retreat. Uh, that's really helpful. That lets people know kind of what camp literally you're in. Yeah. Uh, and the organizers are putting Wabeans together. Mm -hmm. yes. So use that code and you also get $10 off your ticket. That's helpful. Bonus. That is much nice. Mm -hmm. uh, an extra 10 bucks in your pocket can go a long way towards snacks. Oh, you got to get the snacks. Because I imagine these Wabeans more than anyone else. Are going to be having some snacks. Maybe snacky folk. Mm. <laughs> Get more info at anahatasperpose.com. The link is in the show notes, but that's also A N A H A T A S P U R P O S E.com. That reminds me. Darcy's email. Did you see? Uh, yes. I feel like we should read. A I have it. Bit, I maybe. actually have it pulled up. I, I'm glad you said it because I forgot. I was cracking up. We received an email. In the stylings of Waba. A, from, a reading, if you will. From the gift that just keeps on giving, which is Darcy. Yeah, absolutely. Darcy P. Yep. Do you mind if I read it to you? I would be overjoyed. In the email titled, A Poem. <laughs> a is for amateurs. amateurs. A great place to start. <laughs> B is for blessed beans. Good for your heart. C is for Charlie, our cinnamon queen. Yeah. D is the letter not in aventurine. <laughs> e is for Eunice Cole, kicking serious butt. Mm -hmm. F is for Feverfew, mm -hmm. a gentleman's what? <laughs> G is a much honored god or goddess. H is for Howlite. 
which eliminates stress. <laughs> I is for Insta. J is for Jim. Oh. K is for keeping your dreams free of him. <laughs> L is for lavender, calming the crowd. Oh. M is for Macy, naked and proud. That's true. N is the novelty, hardly diminished, of O as in one week, being sung and not finished. <laughs> P is for podcasts, which there are loads, but my Q as in Q is devoted to these episodes. Oh. R is for rosemary, a must for a witch. S is for saucebox, lilac like a bitch. <laughs> T is for Tolkien, to whom we owe much. U is uncomfortable, like Instagem's touch. <laughs> v is for vibes of the lunar persuasion. W for witches, vital to the equation. Mm -hmm. X is the crossroads on Hecate's radar. Mm -hmm. Y is Elang, <laughs> yelled like Brando in Streetcar. Yeah. I loved that. Yeah. I thought that was great. Z is our last letter left to deploy. Of course, it's Zach Bagans, our favorite <laughs> fuckboy. <laughs> Thank you, Darcy, for that. Thank you. Excellent wordplay. Excellent wordplay. Excellent incorporation of Jim. Oh my gosh. I have not until I read that noticed that I and J were right next to each other. I didn't either. Holy shit. Wow. Hmm. Wow. You gonna quiz me on those uh, socials? I, you ready for socials? Because I always quiz you, we and do. I act so smug. We uh, we have uh, an advertised cast. We do. What is it? Advertised. <laughs> Advertise. <laughs> and I'm done. Advertisecast.com slash the Witch Bitch Amateur Hour. You're correct. Hell yeah. We have a pa 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 Patreon. Pa 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 pa. Straight up nap time. Do you really want to know? That was my favorite song growing up. Really? Absolutely. What's our Patreon? Oh, I'm sorry. I forget that I'm not on the receiving end here. Patreon.com slash the Witch Bitch Amateur Hour. Patreon.com slash WBAH podcast. Uh-huh, yeah. That's one L. One you L for me. You All didn't right. know. Yep, I didn't know. We have a Facebook where you can come eat with us. At Witch Amateur Hour. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say at Facebook. At Facebook. The Facebook. We have an Instagram mm. with Instagem. Mm. He's there. He's there. What's he doing? He's getting ready. He's packing his bags, getting yeah. ready. He's psyched for the summer. Mm -hmm. He knows there's going to be a lot of hair there that he can leave his drippings in. Loose and long. Mm. Mm -hmm. Loose and long. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and if you don't have hair, you're not safe. No. He'll find a way to braid something on your body. He really thinks, too, that, you know, like the moisture. Mm. It's like he, he just knows that's the next hair remedy. He's just, oh. he has to be discovered. Yes. So he'll come. He'll treat you like an herbal essences commercial. Mm -hmm. And he will pat your bald head mm -hmm. and coat oh. it with the moist. Oh. <laughs> You'll wake up and you'll be like, I got the moist. Uh-huh. He came to you. But you may or may not grow hair. <laughs> it remains to be seen. You may, you're going to grow something. You might grow mold, but we don't know. But we don't know. Doctors haven't identified it yet. <laughs> it's an unknown substance. <laughs> Just like in Creep Show, you know when Stephen King touches that meteor, oh, and remember he turned into yeah. moss. Oh my God! Whoa! Yeah, 
our Instagram mm-hmm. is Instagram at which bitch amateur hour. You are correct. Fuck you. We have a Twitter where we one tweet. And And last but not least, I think. Oh, we have Teespring. Forgot. What is our? We have merch if you want to pick up merch. We sure do. We've got merch. It is at teespring.com. I don't know. (laughs) I think the Witch Bitch Amateur. Just search the Witch Bitch Amateur. Search. Yeah. That one is not so much uh, an address. Just, you know, use the the search function. There it is. That's the one. Let me Google that for you. We have personal Instagrams if Mm. you want to follow them and say hello. Hello. At why, Charlie, why? Yes. And at Macy Anise. Not to be confused with mayonnaise. (laughs) (laughs) Or, you know what? Fuck it. Follow mayonnaise too. I confuse it with mayonnaise all the time. And someone wrote me and was like, or like commented and was like, I saw your name as mayonnaise. And I was just like, I know. You can't not. It just, I do it all the time. I see it and it looks like mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. Which I hate. Thank you for instilling that in me. I will never forget it. You'll see it now. I mean, I'm already already follow you on Instagram, but if I forget, you follow if me I get on mad Instagram? at you, if I get mad at you, and I unfollow you, I'll know how to come get back. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Think there's ever gonna be drama? We should unfollow each other from time to time to see oh, if anybody picks up. See on if it. anyone notices. Our very important and very complicated and very professional email. What is it? Wbah podcast at gmail.com. That's it. We did it. We're done. We're done. We're definitely not forgetting a little shit that shouldn't be named. Oh, see, I was. <laughs> she's forgettable. She's forget. Well, Pretty she's forgettable. forgettable. She got lilac. Of course, she's forgettable. Oh, the magic is already working mm-hmm. on us. P.O. Box eight sixty five, Canton, Texas seven five one zero three. That's it. You got it, little bitch. Very nice. It's gonna be like a like. Do not. It's like Voldemort. I'm not speaking her name. You do today. not speak her name. Not gonna speak her name today. Mm-hmm. She. She's not not be named. She's not better yet. She's still soul searching. (laughs) Coping. You think Jim ever like visits her and he's like, it's okay. I'm misunderstood too. Um, I feel like she is too good for him. I feel like he'll come and try to to visit her and And talk to her and she'll be like, ew, get away. No, (gasps) I don't like that. It's like that Nicki Minaj line. Couple wet wipes. Case a bum try to touch me. Ew. That's her reaction. Hmm. Yeah. Which, honestly, wise, I mean, it, it would probably be good to have some wet wipes if Jim's around. Uh, you know, yeah. Anyway. yeah, you know. yeah. Thank you. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> we should end all our podcasts with like a firm handshake. Mm-hmm. Thank you. It was great. nice talking with you. Great to see you today. Let me be old. No. In my 20s. <laughs> <laughs>